Blog Talk Radio. another episode of the Mystical Matchmaker Podcast. I'm your host, Marla Martinson, matchmaker, author, healer, and ta-da! Officially, I am a 11 life coach. Oh, I'm specializing in boundaries. So you guys, I have been wanting to start coaching for a long time. And it's so interesting because I'm sure some of you Lovely listeners out there have um, maybe are also coaches or have wanted to be a coach. And there's been, you know, programs that I've taken, certifications I got and things that were like, I did even like over 10 years ago, I did a weekend life coach certification uh, course, which, you know, it's just so ridiculous. Um, I finally was able to take this amazing one-year training with Hay House author and master coach Nancy Levin. So it's called Levin Life Coach Academy, specializing in boundaries. And I just finished a whole year, got certified. Now we're doing business training and everything. But um, I'm just so excited. And my guest today, Kate Yan, who I'm going to bring on shortly, is also a certified coach with um, Eleven Life Coach Academy, as well as an animal communicator, an energy healer, and she is also uh, she works at Hay House. <laughs> and so, anyway, I've been celebrating all week. I've had pink champagne. I'm going to lunch today with another coach. I'm you know went to dinner at Beverly Hills uh, last week, which was really surreal. Um, I had not been out. Uh, really to dinner since COVID. I'd gone to lunch with a friend. Um, we've had dinner here with, you know, a friend or two, but this was our first time and a friend of ours invited us and we went to, we drove over to Beverly Hills Saturday night and I have to tell you, it was packed. It was hopping. Now, there was a lot of traffic. There was a protest um, at one p- section of it, so that kind of messed up traffic. Uh, and then they have the, a lot of the restaurants, they've what they're doing to to make outdoor dining is they're taking the part where you'd park in front of the parking meters out like in the gutter part. And they're turning that into like a patio with, you know, like barriers and stuff and little twinkle lights. So there was a ton of those kind of in the street. Um, All these people were out and all the places that were open were busy. And it was like I was in this sci-fi movie. Everybody was, you know, dressed up the elegant, you know, Ferraris roaring by, and but everyone in masks. You know, it was just, it's still weird to see everybody in masks. One lady had a uh, sparkly, like a black sparkly mask to match her outfit. Um, one lady that was sitting this at this table was kind of across from us in the restaurant. We were, we can't eat inside uh, here in Cal, in Los Angeles yet, but outside dining. So, and she was, she was this older gal with this, maybe her husband and, 
she was completely like, you know, uh, dressed head to toe with this huge hat. She had a mask and gloves and like, you know, rubber gloves. <laughs> I was like, whoa. Um, so it's, it's still just very surreal. Um, but it was really nice to get out. And of course, we can take our masks off at the table and, and enjoy. So it did feel like, you know, we had some normalcy um, there. So that was really fun. And we were celebrating. And, you know, these accomplishments, it's interesting because some people um, during COVID, they've just gone full steam ahead, starting new businesses, getting creative. Uh, and other people have just like said, screw it, I'm just going to watch Netflix and um, eat, you know, cheese puffs and, and just, you know, <laughs> wait for this year to be over. Um, I, I got, worked on my certification and I also uh, finished uh, a new book, a new memoir. It's called The Magic Seeker and it should be out around uh, December. My, late, my last um, memoir is called uh, the Buddha Made Me Do It, A Field Guide to Enlightenment, which is a really, really fun uh, read. And so if you're looking for a good read, you can go on Amazon and get that. And then The Magic Seeker will be out uh, soon. We're just doing the final edits on it. But I was kind of kicking butt during COVID, um, you know, with everything. Because my matchmaking business had really, like, skidded to a halt for about five months. Now it's picked up a little bit. Um, but so I've been doing the other stuff and then I'm on uh, work. I'm on uh, psychic hotline. And guess what I just did. I, I, I opened an Etsy shop for um, readings for my readings. And I call myself psychic medium Marla on Etsy. If you want to go find that, I, I'll have to put a link back at blog talk radio, but I've, I've, I have about five different kinds of readings up there right now. It's so much fun. It's, um, I always wanted to start an Etsy shop. It's so creative and you just feel, I don't know, I just feel like I'm in grade school or something creating all of these, um, you know, memes, my, my graphics and all of that. And then the people that, that are on there are so cool. So I'm excited about that. So, so I just encourage you, if you felt a little blah or, you know, depressed about everything that's going on, um, just get creative, um, sit down connect with the spirit guides and angels and say, what can I do to get creative? What is it that you've been wanting to do for a long time and haven't brought out? So I encourage that. Also go to my website, MarlaMartinson.com and download your free uh, guided meditation for self love. I, I did that in the studio for you guys. Um, and I just want to, before I bring on my special, beautiful guest, uh, I want to, Read, as I usually do, from Louise Hay's Heart Thoughts of a Treasury of Inner Wisdom. And um, Louise Hay's birthday was yesterday. And uh, I'll ask Kate a little bit about Louise because she actually knew her personally. But um, I, I, every, every uh, episode, I just read a little bit from, from this book because it's so inspiring. And today's uh, little message is about our work and career. I am working at a career that I really enjoy. What do you think about your work? Do you think of it as drudgery that you have to do, or do you see it as something you really love to do and enjoy? Begin to affirm that what you do is very fulfilling to you. You get pleasure from your work. You connect with the creativity of the universe and allow it to flow through you in fulfilling ways. Affirm this every time negative thoughts come up about your work. And the, and the affirmation is when you release any negative thoughts or feelings you have about work, you find that each day becomes a joy and an adventure. So release any negative thoughts about it, and, um, and that's going to make 
your life joyful. All right. So I am bringing on my guest, Kate, right now. Hey, Kate. Hi, Lila. How are you? Awesome. Thanks for joining me. You're welcome. It's an honor to be on your show. Yeah, so we've got so much to talk about um, between, you know, what you do, animal communicating, energy healing, and now coach. Um, in honor of Louise Hay, and I know you, you uh, knew her, her <clears throat> just do you have any anecdotes or anything that you, you can say about her that maybe people, you know, want to hear or, or just sharing? <clears throat> oh, absolutely. You know, Louise was incredible. She, I always tell people she started her company when she was 60 and she had a book, Heal Your Body, and no one would publish it. So what she did was she started her own company to publish her own book and she just did it. So I look to her as like a fierce boss lady woman who was so strong, who was really practicing what she preached, super authentic. Every word she said, every thought she, she had, she knew she was creating her future and she was one of the original people in the new thought movement. And she taught us all how to use affirmations and really her whole message is about loving yourself. And I just remember her always saying, we're not going to play the ain't it awful game. And I feel like she would say that to us all now. Don't say ain't it awful. Instead, just love yourself. Look in the mirror and say, love you, kid. I really, really love you. And be kind to yourself. And if you have a thought, you can just say, I forgive the thought. But she always said, uh, every thought we think is creating our future. And her favorite quote, and the one that I say all the time, is all is well. Everything is happening mm. for my highest mm-hmm. good. Out of the situation, only good, good will come. I am safe. And just I am safe and I am love. And just she's just a beautiful teacher and is still guiding us all from above. I know. Yeah, she had she has these uh, affirmation cards. And and uh, in in 2001, after my dad died, I remember my my cousin gave me a box of her cards, affirmation cards, and they're beautifully uh, art art on all of them. You know, beautifully. Um, affirmation with beautiful images and things. And and uh, I I was. I had moved back from Chicago back to LA. So I had to quit my job, give up my apartment, everything to come back. My dad had cancer and then he passed away. So I was really having to start over uh, back in Los Angeles and finding a career and everything. So I would use, I would sit every day with a box of cards and I would read uh, each card out loud, the affirmations. And I mean, some of them are as my work is deeply fulfilling. I am open and receptive to new avenues of income. I turn every experience into an opportunity. Uh, life supports me. Everything I touch is a success. And all is well in my world. Things like that. My income is constantly increasing. And I would read these. And I swear, I mean, shortly after, I had a new career in matchmaking. Uh, you know, I, I became an author. I, everything started just opening up. And I continued to do the affirmations. So she was like the affirmation queen. And um, they really work. Now, for people who don't know, sometimes I, I come across people who haven't heard of Louise Hay or Hay House. Uh, can you explain what, you know, you said she started her business at 60, which is amazing. And, you know, so mm-hmm. nobody out there, there's no excuse not to try something you want because of age. What is Hay House? So Hay House is the world's leading mind, body, spirit publisher. 
and she grew the company um, to there's over 400 authors and they really believe in that message is that you can heal your life. She wrote the book, you can heal your life and it sold over 50 million copies. And yeah. it's just all of this, this family of authors, the Hay House family is really what it is. They are teaching that message that you can heal your life. You can be empowered. Um, and no matter what you're going through. And so we practice and preach that message. We learn from incredible teachers all over the world. We have offices in London, Australia, New York, and Carlsbad, California. Yeah. Oh, my God. Imagine you guys, Kate, gets to, like, take every course, meet all the authors, like, be <laughs> soaked up in, in that amazing you know, um, atmosphere and knowledge. Um, and I call myself a Hay House junkie. I've, I've been listening to Hay House radio for years and, I, you know, have even interviewed on my shows many of the Hay House authors and um, have the books. And it's just I can't get enough of it. It's so so much good stuff. Um, and I know, me too. I it's into- been over eight yeah. years. Eight years eight I've been years. there. And I, when you were talking about affirmations, the affirmation I said to get – the job at Hay House, I know that helped is I am deeply fulfilled by all that I do. And I said that and Mm. it was on my steering wheel every day. I am deeply fulfilled by all that I do. And I would say these affirmations and until I believed it, until it really happened. So I I definitely agree that affirmations are so powerful and really to help call in what you're wanting to create. And what do you do over there at Hay House, Kate? So I'm the Associate Director of Content Marketing, and I help to plan our online summits and also mm-hmm. to just come up with that really awesome content for our amazing customers to enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. And you're a, you have a marketing background, right? Because you, when we talk, you always have all these amazing ideas popping up. Yeah, I know. I I do shamanism too, and I, one of my teachers named it Kate Flows Floats Two Rivers, Flows Two Rivers. I think was the name, and because I I live and I'm very esoteric and intuitive, and I love spirituality and soul lessons, uh-huh. but I also know marketing. Yeah. I did search engine optimization, internet marketing, working for ad agencies for a decade as well. So I've been doing both marketing, but also heart centered marketing. And I love learning about Mm. all the different ways you can reach people, especially in today's times where you just can connect over zoom to anyone in the world. And I think that's fascinating. So I specialize too in keyword research and finding the keywords that people are typing in and titling things so that they sound interesting and going through a book and repurposing content that, uh, is still relevant today and just um, showcasing the work really beautifully through branding and imagery. So um, it's fun. I really enjoy it. Mm, it's amazing. And another Hay House author, Nancy Levin, <laughs> is one of our mm-hmm. favorites. And I just want to mention mention Nancy because that's uh, our, our coach and mentor and, and what we got certified. So congratulations to you, Kate. Have you been celebrating Thank you. Week? Yes, I've been celebrating, and Nancy is incredible, too. I mean, when I first – I would go to the Hay House events before I started working there. By myself, I would go, and I'd see Nancy Uh introducing Louise Hay and Wayne Dyer on stage and saw saw how hard she worked and 
she shares a story of how she got on a plane once just to get Wayne's suitcase yeah. and what all yeah. the dedication she had. So I really could relate to her, and I loved her so much and got to work with her on summits and saw her speak in uh, Hawaii, and I just love her so much. And to know that she was doing this coaching program, it was amazing. I just had that feeling that I needed to do it. And I just, when I saw her, I said, I wanted to go through it. And I'm so glad I did. And that was a year ago today. And just hearing her and knowing that she's helping to carry Louise's legacy and Debbie Ford, her teacher mm-hmm. who came up with the, the shadow work and taught. And now that is continuing on through Nancy and through us too, learning her work. So I love that we're continuing right. on the teachings and helping people heal themselves really. Yeah, and uh, Nancy was the events uh, direct coordinator or director uh, at mm-hmm. Hay House for many years, and, and she called herself a workaholic. I mean, she was just work, work, work. And then she, she tells the story of when she was going through her divorce, Debbie Ford, uh, her friend and also Hay House author who did the shadow effect and all that said, listen, Nancy, you're going to go through my coaching program <laughs> just to help her. Mm-hmm. Uh, personally heal and stuff and that's when Nancy uh, afterwards decided to be a coach and then she stepped down from the events director and became a health best-selling author and and coach and then this is my so my story was last summer when I was listening I used to listen to now chaos radio is stopped and they moved on to where you can get all the downloads and everything and a different thing which is great but yeah we have a hay house yeah meditation Mm -hmm. or it's our hay house unlimited audio app so with the hay house unlimited audio app you can get all of our audios including all the radio episodes are in there too oh amazing amazing and that yeah you just get that you could put it right on your phone that app and listen to it anywhere but but uh, I was listening I used to listen to Nancy's uh, radio show on there all the time and every you know people would call in and and they whatever they had whatever problem they had whatever they said Nancy had um, the answer or the way they could find the you know find their answer or anyway she just knew exactly what to say exactly what to lead them through exactly and I was like oh my god how is she, how does she do this how does she know this how can how can I be like Nancy <laughs> and then mm-hmm. and then I said to myself in my head oh my god I wish Nancy would would have a training program for a certification training program for coaches because I would like to learn to do what she does. And uh, like within a week or two, I was listening to the show again, and she says, "Oh, guess what? Because that was last summer. Guess what? I've got a, a a surprise for the fall. I'm I'm starting the Eleven Life Coach Academy to certify coaches." I was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> and so of course I right up. So we're just celebrating. We're still so such on a high about the whole thing, and we specialize in boundaries boundary coaching mm-hmm. right now, which is what we went through. So now what I'm super excited to hear about is your animal commu- communication. Besides being this amazing force um, over at Hay House, you do animal communication and energy healing for pets mm-hmm. and people. So t- tell us about that. How, how long have you been doing that? How did you get into that? How did oh, somebody gosh. start connecting to animals <laughs> and talking like Dr. Doolittle? Yeah, oh, I really believe we're all able to communicate with the animals. It's like being a piano player, right? You can be a concert pianist or you could learn to play. It's really just believing that you can do it. And really where it started was um, over 10 years ago, I just started getting interested in energy healing. And I took a healing touch um, 
and, uh, class, and at the same time, I was also doing volunteering at PetSmart on a couple mm-hmm. times a week because I really wanted a cat. I always had cats my whole life. They were my best friends when I didn't have anything mm-hmm. else. I loved my kitty cats, and I believe I've always been talking to animals, really. It's just something I did, and they were just my closest friends. I believe that there are teachers and our guides, and when when I was volunteering for PetSmart, um, I really had, there was a lot of kitties that were returned, or they just needed more support. And I just put that intention out there that I really wish that I could learn how to rehabilitate animals. I really wish I could help them even more. And at the same time, I started taking energy healing training, and I did healing touch, and I did Reiki, and I went through all the love. And then. I learned, I said, oh, I wish there was a Healing Touch for Animals program, and there was, and I got connected to Carol uh, Kumatar, who came up with the Healing Touch for Animals program, and I went through all four levels of training with that, working with horses and learning, and, and through energy healing, the messages would start coming through. I would start to hear and see messages from the pets, from the animals, and then I just learned how to, through a lot of the Hay House authors, they're also intuitives, and um, I learned mm-hmm. different tools and techniques you can do to tune into their energy, to tune into the frequency that animals are at, and just learned how to know when a thought was coming in that wasn't mine, that was coming from the pet. Mm-hmm. And it just was very natural uh, for me and always has been very right-brained. And so working at you know PetSmart and putting that intention that I wanted to help rehabilitate. I actually was at an intern fair uh, for an agency I was at, and there was a table called the Fund for Animals, and they were looking for volunteers. So they rescue, rehabilitate wild animals um, and re-release them, and they had some sanctuary animals uh, as well. We have the oldest hippo in captivity, Hannah. She's, I think, over 34 years old now. I think about 34 years old. She is amazing. So a lot of these animals that were at the Fund for Animals um, were just there and needed some healing. So I volunteered on Saturdays for about eight years as well. I would go and just do the healing work. And I specifically worked with a feral cat colony. And these cats were rescued off of an island um, called Cook's Islands, St. Nicholas Islands off the Cook's Islands, and they were living there because the Navy had brought them there, and they, there were the kitties everywhere, and they had to be exterminated because uh, they were threatening the local wildlife. It was very tragic and sad that these cats were getting exterminated. So the Humane Society stepped in and said, we're going to helicopter these cats off the island and save mm-hmm. them. So there was over 55 cats when I first started, and they were brought to the Fund for Animals with all different sorts of um, animals there, bobcats and pumas, and there was a lion, Samson, and Hannah the Hippo, and a coyote named Chewy, and they're living in this magical place in Ramona, and I just started working there, and my intention of helping to rehabilitate animals and cats specifically was brought to life because here were these scared cats that were you had to feed some of them with a stick like literally pushing the stick of their food towards them because they mm-hmm. were so traumatized and upset with humans for everything and and there was a newspaper article saying they'll never be able to be rehabilitated they'll never be able to be loving of humans because of all they went through their feral mm-hmm. right so Mm-hmm. Over the course of eight years, every Saturday I would just sit there and have that loving intention, just 
to love these cats and to send them love. And it's okay that I didn't need to pet them. They didn't and just with their own time. And I would start talking to them. And I think they thought I was crazy when I first started because I would come in there in the cattery and just say, oh, mama Kate's here. Love you guys. Let's, let's hang out. I would bring a whole bag full of toys, cat toys. And they thought, yeah. even the cats probably thought I was nuts. Like what is this lady doing? But I just kept loving oh. on them. And I would do the healing and then I learned about all their personalities and they all had little jobs that they did. And there was an alpha cat and I got to really know. And with time now, all of the people there are talking to the cats and they did become more loving and friendly and you could even pet them a lot of them. And it was just beautiful to have that uh, transition from, them being totally scared of humans and and then having that forgiveness in their heart. And if they could forgive humans after just seeing how much love was there for them, then I believe any animal can, can communicate with us and just heal. So it was, it's more, I think when you volunteer, you get a lot more than you give in that way, because it was so rewarding to be with those sweetheart kitties and love on them and now just Mm. pass it forward where you're teaching the form of animal communication and energy healing to the volunteers and the interns that came from all over the world to do the healing with the animals so it was really an amazing experience and and since then just doing healing um, for the past decade working with the animals anyone that needed help with their little uh, kitty or their pet dog and I would just send healing a lot of times if they were uh, sick or injured it kind of correlates with with vet care so they would take the their pet to the vet and get a diagnosis and then work with me and I would send the energy healing and I can do it through distance or through zoom I'm sending the healing I'm teaching people some energy healing techniques they can do on their own with their pet and it's really beautiful mm-hmm. because our pets are our our teachers our guides they love us and they see the real truth of who we are they see our higher self. Yeah. They see our soul. And I feel like if you're if you have it that you know, you look into their eyes and they really see you. So yeah. um, just being that for them and being that sense of love and being the bridge for pets and their people. So looking and helping connect and helping the person know that their pets got their back and they know what they they want to help them. They want to send messages to them. They want them to live their best life, right? They're there. Uh, I think they're even in, like angelic guides for us. They're connected to God. They're connected to the angels, and they want us to thrive. And they see they see so much for us. So they uh, are just here to I think help support our growth. And I'm happy to just serve both the the pets and their people. Yeah, they're so they're so much uh, more elevated uh, spiritually than we are. They're just not you know because they don't have the ego like we do. So they just accept right. us. And and I think it is so healing when we have, you know, maybe we've been bullied or in a works or even like now with the polarization of the politics and people are, you know, angry and um, on different sides and the stuff on, online. It's just like so nice to just be in the presence of a pet who has no judgment on anything and just loves you unconditionally, no matter what, no matter what you look like, no matter who you are, mm-hmm. what you've done. 
and it just it it's uh t- it teaches us unconditional love and i just love that i i really love spending time with animals and my dog macy she's my best friend she follows me everywhere it just stares at me you know follow if i walk out the door she runs to look are you coming back where are you going what are you doing <laughs> and and uh, well and that's yeah true when i was remember we were working together for this past year and just macy would be right there with you every time and i know yeah. she's so proud of you i know how proud she is of uh, you for all your achievements and just i tell people you know take the five to ten minutes every day just to sit with your mm-hmm. pet and connect with them and put your hand over their heart and send them love and be present i think that's a big gift I know my cat Perry he's 19 and I had rescued him from Mm -hmm. where at PetSmart he was returned like two or three times he's deaf but I say he hears with his heart and of course I talk to him all the time and I look at him and I just connect and get into my Mm -hmm. heart center and that's what is the best gift for us is to just connect with our pet every day and make that a ritual we do and no, sometimes they come up to you and you're in the middle and you're like, no, not right now. I'm working, blah, blah. And then I've done that. And then I, after I'm so glad I took a break and I realized my cat, Perry, was just trying to tell me, look, I just want to give you a blessing. I want, to mm-hmm. have, I want you to have a great day. I want you to get back into your heart. I want you to go outside. And so if they come up to you and they're interrupting you with what you're doing, maybe it's because you do need to take a little break and step away mm-hmm. and just connect mm-hmm. with them and get some of that juicy divine love that they're sending you. And I just think they're here, especially now in today's time, to support us, to help us to to really give us that confidence boost. And that's where the coaching comes in too, because coaching is all about empowerment and helping us to take that next step and clearing out blocks. And really they're there to help support us in that, in that next phase and um, to really get out there and share our voice and, um, you know, call in our power animals too. And um, yes. Oh, and I forgot I have my pout, my um, animal spirit guide oracle deck and i'm going to pull one for us right now for everybody who's listening you know what's this funny yeah pull one but, you know what's but, so funny is right before oh your call God. a spider uh-huh. came up and spider is one of my spirit oh. animals it's so funny right before there's this big spider right next to me hanging out oh my gosh <laughs> Okay, you're not going to believe this. The one I pulled, it's the squirrel spirit. It's sitting on a big acorn holding one, and it says, believe in yourself. <laughs> no. That's oh, my what, gosh. Yeah, wow. Yeah, can you believe it? That's the one I picked out blindly. So believe in it. That's just what we were talking about. And the, the animals yeah, believing are in so yourself. proud of us. Uh-huh. And also, when you believe you can talk to animals, you will. I think uh-huh. for me, it's second nature, but you start believing it's possible. Yeah. It's possible. I believe that yeah. we're always talking to animals. We're talking to them, but they're talking to us too. And it's just learning how to right. see the signs and learning how to interpret their messages and to tune mm-hmm. up our frequency and to get centered and calm and grounded, mm-hmm. right? So that mm-hmm. you receive the message. Yeah, that telepathic stuff. And then, you know, I'm always talking to Macy, and she understands so much. I mean, if I just say, oh, I think I'm going to go swimming, she'll run out the the back door and sit by the pool and wait for me. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, she knows Ah. so many words, and she, you know, I know when she wants to go for a walk, when she wants to eat something, when she wants a treat, what, you know, she's, we have that connection where her body language, her 
all and what I say to her, right? She's looking at me now, stretching. Yeah, oh my God. <laughs> and that's so funny because I tell people too, sometimes there can be confusion because our the dog might come up to you and say, Oh, I want to go for a walk and, and you will say, No, we can't go for a walk and but in your mind you're thinking, I'd love to go for a walk. Oh my gosh, it's so beautiful. I think and, and you're having all those pictures and they're picking up the pictures uh-huh. in your head so the dog kinda looks at you kinda confused. Like, I know you want to yeah. go for a walk, but you're telling me yeah. you don't. But it's just a matter of those pictures and, and you can communicate with them by sending them pictures too of what you want them to do. You can say you can imagine them like sitting calmly in their bed or going and just sending the picture of what you want them to do to mm-hmm. them and they'll pick that up. And mm-hmm. it just um it's just really a beautiful thing to get into that relationship where you know you're working together, you're as soul on the soul level. And they're with us, too, all the time, even if we're mm-hmm. not there. Like, if people are going on vacation, you can say to the mm-hmm. animal or send the picture of how many times the sun is going to rise and set before you come home. And even mm-hmm. if you're not physically there, you can send love from your heart, knowing there's this energetic tube of white light from your heart to their heart, and you can send love out to them. Mm-hmm. Or even if there's a lost pet, just using that heart connection to call them back. Because that's how mm-hmm. they have to be aware of everything. When they go into a room, that's their energy. That whole space they take up, like you said, they are not. They don't have these layers in their aura like we do. Um, they are aware of all of their surroundings. So just the environment of the home, they're very sensitive to that. They are mm-hmm. super aware. So just sometimes when people come to me. And it's a behavior issue or, oh, the dog has anxiety. Well, I start working. This is why I wanted to do the coaching because I'm working with the dog and the dog has. And then it's like, well, clearly the human has anxiety too. And it was just a reflection and a mirror back to the human. And that's what we learn in coaching is we're mirroring things. And the pet was just mirroring back to the human what's going on with the human. And they're holding on to all this energy for us. And that sometimes is what leads to illness. Because all of this energy, and so sometimes mm-hmm. they'll have someone tell their pet, you don't need to hold on to the energy for me. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Like, you take care of you. Because sometimes, too, it just gets to be too much, and then that's when they get ill. And the energy healing really helps with that. And being around, like if you're, if you're a couple and you have arguments, you know, like yelling, it, it really affects the pet, too. Um, you know, oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And uh, what can happen too is when I work with pets and families, the pet will have one relationship and um, a spiritual agreement with one person in the home and then be uh-huh. a totally different pet to someone else in the home and be teaching them something else and serving them in a different way. And uh-huh. there it's very interesting to see the dynamic of how that relationship is with one person versus someone else. And maybe they they take it very seriously, their commitment to come in mm-hmm. and work with us as a family. That's all divine. It's meant to be. And they're working with them on a spiritual level. And, you know, we're taking care of their physical needs and they're taking care mm-hmm. of our spiritual needs. And they're going to keep connecting with us spiritually forever, even when they're not here in physical body anymore. And I know they are always going to be our guides and sometimes people will say I think we've known each other before they just have that familiarity Mm -hmm. of with working with that pet where they really do know each other and connect at a really uh, deep level which is always beautiful to see Uh and a lot of times people come when their pet is close to the end of their life and they come to me and they ask okay is it is it the right time and I, I say you know what 
it's, I'm not going to tell you right now if it's the time to go. It's, they will tell you, and I'll tell them what to look for, and they'll tell you when it's their time to go. And if it gets to be, um, let's say, the 70-30 rule, like if 70% of the time they're in pain and 30% they're happy, mm-hmm. that's the time you really think about it. It's time to help them cross over. But um, just knowing that, and even at that stage where they're about to cross over, they have so much still they want to teach and they really want me to tell their human, look, I'm going to transition now, but I will still be here as a teacher. And I want you to know that I'll still be able mm-hmm. to work with you. Our work is not over. Right. And it's yeah. just so beautiful to help people receive that message to know they'll always be guiding and watching over them. No yeah, matter what. That's the most painful thing, losing a pet. I mean, it's, it's just, so horrible because we get so attached to them. It's more, even more so than losing a human a lot of times because the pet is somebody we're with sometimes 24 seven. We're working from home. They're right by our side. We're taking walks. We're sleeping with them. We're, you know, it's, it's, we get that, Mm -hmm. that connection that's so deep. And I know Macy and I, our connection is so profound that I know we've been together in other lives. And a spirit guy told me uh, uh, recently, I said, I said, Macy, I asked him, I said, Macy was, uh, uh, we're so con- connected. Were we together in a past life? And he said, she was your camel, North Africa. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I, was a, wow. I was a Berber uh, man uh, like 100 years ago in North Africa or more than 100 years ago, and she was my camel. And, and the funny thing is I have this painting in my office. And when I was a teenager, my whole family moved to Tehran, Iran. My father was working for a communications company and we bought, he, we, he bought a lot of art. And one of my favorite paintings is this, I think it's a Kurdish man with the, the hat and he's um, smiling and he's uh, with his camel. And it's just the most beautiful. They're both like so happy together, you know? Um, and mm. after he said that, then I walked in the office and I said, looked at I said oh my god that's me and Macy <laughs> I was sure that was yeah. me and Macy yeah oh, was... I love that story <clears throat> so great and that's yeah. so beautiful and I have yeah the same thing I mean I know that they're helping us and they can come back to us or they and people will ask me that too and I just say you know look for the signs ask put the intention out there and a lot of times I mean they do, they're here for a short time, but then they encourage us to go rescue another animal, right? To go mm-hmm. rescue. And mm-hmm. I, I love going to the Humane Society and just talking to some of the dogs there and sitting with them and getting them, mm-hmm. buying them a toy or just seeing how much joy they'll have just from spending a little time with you. And it's an opportunity to meet with other pets and bring more animals into your home that you can help. And by helping them, they return the love so many more times to you and um, they definitely have messages to teach us and they're here to help us walk into our truth and express our voice and our um, we sing the song of our people right <laughs> like the mm-hmm. animals do and it's just so mm-hmm. sacred and I love talking to them and I really believe that they are hearing us and they're here to support us and help us get into that higher vibration. And when you're going to get ready to talk to an animal, do you have to meditate first or get into a certain space or is it just come automatically? I do both. I, I say a prayer 
and mm-hmm. really get centered and I call in, you know, my higher self. I work with Jesus and I just ask that everything I say is to serve and help the uh, the human and their pet. And I know whatever they need um, at that time, I just ask that they receive that during the time together and it make a really mm-hmm. sacred space. I have some candles and I just set this uh, stage to be in a place where their highest um, self can come through uh, the pet and that we're connected. And sometimes, I mean, if the pet is really sick, um, it's mm-hmm. more a lot of the time is just sending the healing. Right. Because if, imagine if yeah. you were really, really sick, would you want to have this long conversation with someone? Maybe not, but we might just do the healing the whole time and I'll, I'll share energy techniques. And then all of a sudden the dog will pop up and have a spring in its step and be ready to chat your ear off. <laughs> and mm-hmm. every pet is different, really how they talk. And sometimes I'll hear their personality kind of come through. Like they might have this really deep voice or um, high tone or um, just show different images of what they like to do to me. And uh, I'll share that with the human and we'll just build up a rapport. And then um, it will, it's really uh, co-creative where the human will get involved too. And the dad or the kid will come through and we'll all just send love to that dog. And then the, um, the pet will come back with so much love too. And, and usually pretty profound messages for the family, uh, which is always nice to see. And then I think about those poor dogs who are, are bred and forced to do dog fights or, you know, they've been abused or in animal labs or this or that. Then when they cross over, they don't have, you know, they, it's interesting. They must, they don't have somebody to come back and be a guide to because, because, you know, it was such a horrific time. Um, do, do you have any insight on that? Well, I mean, for me, I was, I'm really connected to the animal rights movement and I've gone to farm mm-hmm. sanctuary um, many times and I love just sitting with the animals there. And if you think about it where, or even animals in a zoo, like they're, they are serving a purpose, right? They might know, they may have this agreement that we don't understand. And it could be, mm-hmm. I'm going to be here to do this, even though it, I, I signed up for it. And it's to teach people that they can do better. It's to teach people mm-hmm. that, to and to bear witness for them. They're going through something terrible, but we bear witness to it so we can help end it. And I think mm-hmm. that is a gift in itself to sign up for that thing that they're that's terrible that life experience but to show people hey we're better than this we you can help end this and if 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 someone is saying if you always say oh someone should do something about that it's you right if you care about it there's something you can do i use my marketing background to help end um the cat testing at uw madison years ago i did everything i could on Mm. social media to get it out Mm -hmm. there double trouble was the cat's name they're doing Mm. hearing aid tests on this cat and double trouble Mm. lost her life and i made sure her picture was everywhere I was like, well, people yeah. need to see what double trouble she was alive and she was here mm-hmm. and she, she mattered and we're going to hear, and we're going to yeah. share her story. So it is hard to watch, but there, of course we can work with them. I work with pets all the time at PetSmart that didn't have an owner, but I still work Kiwi. She was mm-hmm. one of them mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. she lost her life too soon because she scratched um, people coming by because she was confused because she had been returned mm-hmm. because someone's boyfriend didn't like her. And I was mm-hmm. so sad by that, but I, I adopted her even in spirit. She's one of my cats now. Mm-hmm. So I work with her. Yeah. 
She's one of your cats in spirit. You didn't take her home. Yep. Kiwi. Yes, I couldn't. I mean, she had been put down because right. she scratched um, oh, she people that were walking down. by. Okay. Yeah. yeah she, so oh gosh. I send her love and I, I just, I was so saddened by that, but through getting a Reiki session and I know she came through and that really helped start my whole uh, career doing animal healing and, and knowing that she came through when I was getting uh, treatment on me and knowing it's one of my guides. Mm-hmm. So I'm still working with her. And if you're touched by an animal, mm-hmm. even if it's not your own animal, you can work with them. Yeah. Yeah. Reiki is so powerful. I'm a Reiki uh, practitioner too. And it's just, it is really powerful. And I give Macy, Macy Reiki and send out Reiki. It's beautiful. Um, and you know that she can do Reiki yeah. on you as well. Right. So yeah, that sometimes I'll too, see which, there's yeah. cats cats that are healers there's so many cats or dogs that are healers and i'll say sometimes working with a pet oh they're a healer and you can you you might know when you're when you're crying or you're really sad and your pet puts their little paws on you they're sending you healing yeah right and that's absolutely amazing work too they know how. and the cats don't do that little kneading kneading with their paws on you at certain spots too i think they're sending healing yeah And sometimes, so I've seen, and sometimes with behavior issues um, that people will come to me for, there might be an accident that the cat or the dog has, and and we do a session together, and it's because that was the only way they knew how to get the attention of their their pet parent Mm -hmm. is by doing that. And then once we have a conversation, the cat will come through and say, look, when did you stop doing the thing that made you happy? I needed to do this to get your attention, to get you back into doing what makes you happy. And in this case, one case I'm thinking of, the woman had, um, she was doing her ceremonies at night with her with her cards. It was really beautiful, but she hadn't been doing it. And the cat wanted her to do it. Like, look, I came back in this lifetime to help you do this work. You're going to do it. <laughs> I need to get you mm. back on track with what you need to be doing right now. And sometimes that's how they'll get our attention by acting out. And then the animals, they are convinced they see the spirit guides or spirits in your house or angels, because Macy will look like past me or across the room. And like, she's definitely looking at someone. And one time she even had her head went all the way up to the ceiling and with her eyes looking at like something floated up, you know, and she'll just be definitely like somebody's mm-hmm. talking to her, she'll look at him. So, um, yeah, I yeah. love that. And they're knowing that they, they're attuned to that higher frequency where they can see more than us. They, but that it's, oh, it's all here. Heaven is here with us too. And they can right. see that. And it's not weird to them. It's not like we're born with this ability, right? It's just not mm-hmm. fostered through our growth, but we, we can do it and we can connect to it. And just be open and have that presence of love and know that they're here to support us, really. Mm-hmm. And what's the diamond activation that you do? Oh, I love this. It's so funny. So diamond activations, I was actually, it came to me that this is the name of the company that you're going to start, Diamond Activations Divinely, right? Following my intuition. And uh-huh. really... It's an energy healing technique I use with my hands kind of in the shape of a diamond. And I've been trained in a lot of different energy healing techniques. But this, it's all about 
helping us like think of diamonds themselves of all they're one of the toughest substances on earth they go through a lot they're one of the hardest substances no matter what they go through a lot of pressure but and that's really what I help people do is step into their higher self and I, I do the activation through the energy healing technique of the pet and the healing is coming through the people too when we're going through and doing the work with the pet with this technique. And what's amazing is what happens after. And it's almost like we're shedding skin after getting this healing work done. People are activated. They're they're walking their truth more. They're putting themselves out there. They're stronger. They're more confident. And that activations is just activating to your truth, to your higher self, releasing that doesn't serve you anymore. And, and you created um, this? So, or did you get this from your yeah, spirit? Yeah, yeah. Well, it came to me. Uh-huh. I'm, yep, I would. I, I. It just came through me. Um, I'm more of the channel, I would say, or the vessel of um, re- uh-huh. sending the work out there and tuning in right. for it and serving and showing up to just serve it um, and help people connect to their divine truth and source. Mm, beautiful. So people can work with you. With their animals, or just without, just as people, or with both, right? You do animals and yeah, people separately so together. <laughs> well, it's so funny because our pets are always with us, right? Even if they're not in the room. I know through that mm-hmm. coaching work, when I would work with you or with our peer partners or other out of program clients, the pet, they always had a pet, and a lot of times the pet would be there too and make sure they mm-hmm. were there too witness the growth and the transformation happening in their people but I work with people as well even if they don't have a pet to um, just help practice this work that we learned from Nancy of coaching Mm -hmm. and transformation and um, I, I work with them usually I'll do a healing session first on the pet and then they'll come back and they'll want to do more. They're like, I, I can't believe what came through. Oh, my goodness. That makes so much sense. Mm-hmm. It's almost like they knew it all along, but that mm-hmm. I helped to get them to understand it a little bit more and know that it was possible for them and see what their pet sees, right, which is their mm-hmm. soul, their higher mm-hmm. self, like see them happy and thriving. So, yeah, I work with pets and their people, and um, mm-hmm. it's it's really amazing and fun and coaching is all about taking action and coming up with action Mm -hmm. steps and our pets have jobs too that we can give them I know I often talk to a dog or a cat that is like a little police (laughs) I see like a little badge like a little police dog and their job that they have is to like walk around the home and and guard Uh everything smell everything make sure the place is secure and safe and I often tell people Mm -hmm. you can give your pet a job to do you can give yeah. them a job to do. You can say, okay, I want you to make sure everyone is calm, or I want you to make sure that the the space is clean over here. So just giving them little jobs to do, they love that. Mm-hmm. And um, be aware of where your pet goes and where your pet sits. Like I'm really aware of mm-hmm. my cat, Perry, who's all white and where he sits, like when he sleeps, if he sleeps on my, like on my husband's body, I'm looking like, where is he sleeping? Is he, is is he sending Mm -hmm. healing? Um, Mm -hmm. Or is he going into a room and he's just making sure the space is really clear and um, a a sacred space for us. So being, giving them jobs to do, being aware of where they are, noticing how they're sitting um, or maybe if they wag their tail a certain way, these are all, messages for us and the way they can be communicating 
And then some dogs, even they can smell if somebody has cancer or something. They, this uh, one woman was, I saw some video and she was saying, oh, my dog was um, scratching at my, sniffing at my breast. And then it went inside the closet and wouldn't come out and sat on the ground. It was upset. And then it would, yeah. So it can indicate, you know, if we're sick. And then the most touching thing I ever saw was, um, I'm sure many of you have seen it. It's been going around the internet, Facebook and everything for a while. But this man, I think it's in France or some, it's in another country and he has this horse and he takes it into the hospital where people are uh, dying, you know, and then brings them and the horse picks which room he wants to go in. And then he takes the horse in and then the horse it was, there was this one man who was, you know, he was um, going to die soon. And, and he was, the horse was like putting its little lips, like, you know, like giving it energy healing, like all over the body and then touched a couple of spaces and just, then just stood there and stared into the man's eyes. And the man was just like in tears, you know, it was so beautiful. And then the horse would leave and then go to somebody else and do some like energy healing and ah, it was wow. you can't watch I can't, spent, no matter how many times I watch it I just would cry yeah. and cry and then of course <laughs> they have some kind of music in the background that you know is so dramatic but it was just amazing uh, you know I love it I worked yeah. with horses at Tucson Horse Sanctuary and one of the horses there uh, doing um, doing energy work in Ramona and just um, his name was Roy and he was a rescued racehorse and rescued where he had mm. been injured and the Delmar racetrack and racing and it was coming time for him to cross over and I was so sad about it and I remember he just put his head and he like opened up my heart he just like rubbed up against my heart chakra and just really mm. just told me that message of hey, your heart is so expansive. I'm so expansive as the being, and I might be releasing of this body in this time here now, but I'm always mm-hmm. available. And they're not afraid of death like humans are, really. Mm-hmm. I think, if anything, they just uh, might be sad to that they're human sad, but they know that it's all connected. We're all together no matter what. There is no death. There is only life and more and life. And they're not thinking, and, like yeah. humans think about death all the time. We're always thinking about our death. Oh, I've got 20 years left. I better make the most of it. Or, the, you know, the, the mm-hmm. animals aren't thinking of death every day like we are. So the, I think that's why they, they're in the, they're just in the moment. Right. They're you present. Know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of, which is such a gift, you know, not to have to think about that all the time because we're always thinking, we can't help but think about it, you know. (laughs) Well, and that's just where we can be reminded to get into our heart, do the things that make us happy and Mm -hmm. be here now and love, love is the, the best gift of all, that unconditional love that they give us, that forgiveness that I saw Mm -hmm. so many times over and over again where they really do forgive and the message of forgiveness and so many people who've rescued an animal and taught them mm-hmm. that yeah. there is really good there are really good people out there and the the what you get back from rescuing an animal is just amazing it pays off now so what about people what times. about people who are who are afraid of dogs maybe they got bit as a child or something can can you do any work with that or do you do they need hypnosis or what you know what, what about that? Some people are definitely mm-hmm. like, we have a, we know a woman who we can't invite her over to our house because she's uh, afraid of dogs. And I mean, Macy's only 13 pounds and she, she might kiss you to death, but she'd never hurt anybody, but she would not like, mm-hmm. uh, like the dog, you know? 
Yeah, I mean, I that was how I was with horses. Um, and I mm. actually saw my shaman, and I said, I don't understand. I can't work with horses. And she said, in a past life, I had been, like, killed by a horse. Like, I would try to, mm. um, what did she say, that I tried to – um, tame them so I could sell them or something and then they stampeded over me that was just what she saw but it was mm-hmm. so interesting to go back and you know how they teach you go back in that moment um, of the trauma or whatever that happened and clear it and change your view on it have it write a different story about it and I was able to change my view and be around horses with time but I was so deathly afraid of horses if I especially the first horse I had to work on doing my healing work Mm -hmm. was a mustang a wild horse Mm -hmm. and so I mean I couldn't Mm. even be around the horse and so when I saw that shaman and she told me that story it made sense to me but I Mm -hmm. just through time and through love and the horses just mirroring back to me where I was at and when I didn't have that Mm -hmm. anxiety and when I didn't come up with that being in fear uh, then mm-hmm. and I could just be present and be grounded and send love. Mm-hmm. Just go from where you're at. If you're not comfortable getting really close, mm-hmm. you can start from far away and send mm-hmm. that love. Yeah, I mean exactly. So just doing what is you're comfortable with and um, and maybe putting that intention that you can meet an animal of that species that can come and work with you on that can help you and mm-hmm. uh, maybe it's a picture of it to start. Um, yeah, and you don't yeah, know. picture. That's good. Yeah, mm-hmm. I love it. Well, Kate, I, mm-hmm. I'm so honored that you stopped by the Mystical Matchmaker podcast and shared uh, your wisdom and um, your gifts. And uh, everybody, so they can find you you at diamondactivations.com, correct? Yes. Yep. Diamondactivations.com yeah. is my site. Check me out there. I would love to connect with you and your pet. I love them so much. I, I put them in my healing circle and send them love every night. Mm. But it is really so much fun. And I encourage everyone um, yeah, to go book a session at diamondactivations.com or to just start talking to your pet and see how um, how it goes and just be open to receiving their messages for you. Beautiful. Hey, and everybody, if you love this podcast, please consider leaving a five-star review on iTunes and um, just sending everybody much love, energy, healing, and joy. Thanks, everybody. Until next time. Thank you. Bye. 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 Bye.